this is Danielle from the Jaws Curator, and this is episode 134 of Art for Your Ear. This episode is supported by, guess who? Yep, Saatchi Art, the world's largest curated online gallery offering original art by independent artists from around the world. Pop over and visit them at saatchiart.com. So today I am talking to an artist that I just discovered a few months ago. I was invited to curate the April issue of Create Magazine, and among the many submissions, I found Kaylee Dalton. I actually gasped out loud when I saw her work and immediately picked her not only for the issue, but also for the cover. Her work is multi-layered and involves so many different techniques that the term mixed media doesn't really do it justice. So let's find out what all of those later layers are and how they got in there. Calling Kaylee in Indiana. Hi, Kaylee. Hi. I am very excited to do this because... I just wrote about you not very long ago. I know, yeah. Thank you for that. You know how I found you. Create Magazine. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going through, so when I curated that, that issue, I think, I think they said they normally get about, I can't remember what she said, maybe four, four or 500 submissions. I got 982 submissions. Are you kidding me? For my issue, yeah. Isn't that oh a, my, wow. I, I didn't know. think it was that many. I had never submitted before, so I was like, it's a shot in the dark. Well, my gosh. I Well, I, I picked 32, so sadly yeah. I had to cut 950, but I, I could Wow. Yeah. Well, now I feel really honored. There you oh, go. I that's mean, why I feel honored before. That's but, why I'm wow. telling you this. And yeah. but I was going through, and there's like this little system where you go through and you say yes, no, maybe, and then there's like little parts for notes. And I came across yours, and out loud, I gasped out loud, and put yes, and then in the notes section, I wrote cover. Oh, oh you picked that? I picked the cover. I did not know that. I knew you didn't know that, so I thought, oh, well, I'm going to start off gosh, by telling you that. What a great surprise. <laughs> I just loved it all, and uh, it immediately like left the little system, went over to your site. I think I wrote the post that day, and I was just like, I just love all of your stuff. So oh, we're got to get to how you got to um, doing what you're doing now, because it seems like a, you can see through your portfolio, the evolution of things. So we'll, we'll get to that. Um, but okay. So right now you live in Indiana. Is that right? I do. Northern Indiana. Yep. Did you, practically the state line of Michigan. It's oh, okay. just 10 minutes away. Did you grow up in that area or where did you grow up? And when you were growing up, what were you, what were you doing? Were you making stuff? Yeah, so all my family's from Michigan. I was born in Michigan. We moved a few states around Indiana, Ohio, lived in Texas for a little bit. Um, and then ultimately we moved back up to Indiana, and I've been here for the last 20 years. Okay. Um, yeah, and I, I was always, I was into sports. I was quite a tomboy, soccer, basketball, track, you name it. <laughs> but um I was kind of like the creative one in my friend group where they would just have me do all the drawing and all the <laughs> fun little crafty things. So I was always, and I taught myself calligraphy, wow. coloring books. That was always, a lot of coloring was involved. Um, I remember drawing my friend's names and painting them real funky. And I would, they were their Christmas gifts or birthday gifts. I was always giving them gifts. I did exactly the same so thing. I had a text thing. I don't know why. Did you do, um, you know what I used to do? I would write the name and then I would go around it in another color and then around it in another color and around it and so that it ended up being this like big crazy rainbow. Did you ever do that? My son just told me the other day 
we were outside doing chalk and he goes are you rainbow drawing because i was doing their names like that and i had never heard of it it's called rainbow drawing well, but I didn't, I didn't do it then, but I do it now, I guess. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so yeah. how, how old is your son? I have a six-year-old and a three-and-a-half-year-old. Oh, my gosh. Both I boys. had no idea. I was snooping around on your Instagram trying to suss out if you had kids or not. I don't post too much. I have a personal account where I do. Yeah, that's it's smart. All of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's smart. I don't put Charlie on my Instagram ever either. So, yeah, yeah I totally get that. Um, okay, so rainbow drawing um yeah. so um did you uh, did I write this down you did do a BFA did you go straight from high school into studying art yeah so well high school and junior high I think I took every art class that was offered I mean <laughs> I was obsessed and I had really great teachers luckily they were still doing their own work on the side wow. but then they were super passionate about teaching art I know and so it made me really excited about it and then yeah I went straight to my BFA which was at Ball State University yeah and I thought I was gonna do actually optometry <laughs> because I worked at an eye doctor's office in high school and I thought that that was gonna be you know a legit career sure so um <laughs> We go to the college orientation, and I kind of stumbled into a pre-art talk, and then I immediately switched my major that day, because I, I didn't even realize that you could go to school and, you know, I that know. could be your major. I mean, it just didn't occur to me. Yeah, that that's I, the same with so many kids, right? Like, if it's just not in... I'm surprised that the te your amazing teachers didn't say, hey, pst. You know? I know they really didn't. I mean, it was like you go to school to be an art, like an elementary art teacher. Right. I didn't want to do that, so I was like, "Well, I'm not really into being a little a teacher." Yeah. So. And so, what did your parents think when you went from being um, an eye doctor to an artist yeah. in a day? <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, they didn't say much. I just don't think they understood really the art. <laughs> whole path yeah but they didn't discourage me they weren't like no you you better not do this they just were very quiet about it well, that's good my thing yeah and so what did you go what did you did you well I mean I guess a foundation year you probably just did everything but did you end up being a painting major I did yes yeah automatically I knew it was painting I mean I secretly I wish I was a printmaker but I was not good at it so um painting all the way yeah I I actually focus on watercolor and water media, um, mainly because I had, again, great, I was lucky to have really great mentors there. Um, we had a lady named Marilyn DeWinskis, and she was this older lady. She retired when I graduated, so she was up there, but um, she wore head-to-toe purple every day, purple Crocs, big oversized purple jewelry she was just amazing and um she had this class called experimental watercolor or wow. water media. yeah and um so I was like well I'm signing up for that and then I ended up taking it three times again so she became yeah my mentor and taught me so many amazing techniques that I it was really eye-opening wow I can't I my school did not have that oh really no there was no talk of watercolor yeah oh we yeah and it nobody was, dressed in head-to-toe purple either that would have been fabulous no as well. I know she was great she white hair and then just head-to-toe purple every oh day gosh. every day wore purple. that would actually be really nice because then you would know what you were shopping for 
she makes it easy. Yeah, yeah. right? Get everybody gave a purple gift, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, wow, and then, yeah, because I saw on your website that you won a, um, an award, a scholarship for watercolor, right? Yeah, so that was a... Um, through my professor, Marilyn, she applied me for that. And then they also sent me um, to a workshop in Indianapolis with this really well-known, at the time, her name is Diane Maxey. She was a watercolor artist with, she had really beautiful floral, um, focusing on like really light uh, and airy pieces, like dark contrast, very pretty. Um, she passed away actually um, mm. a couple of years ago, but yeah, so I got to do a full week workshop with her. So that paid for that too as well. Wow, that's crazy. And so what year were you in when you were doing that stuff? Like that what, was what? 2006. And so was that your third, like junior year, senior year or what? Second year. No, sorry, two years. Okay, year. yeah. Wow, that is amazing. So was watercolor basically your focus then? or cause you? Yeah. Okay. So I did my whole senior thesis BFA thesis and water media okay um, wow yeah, that's so was cool doing oil and I think I was the only one I just didn't oil on canvas never really worked for me um I think the watercolor because of the way you can build up the layers and it kind of naturally flows yeah I I could expand on that I needed like the materials to show me something first and then I could get into the lines and the forms and the shapes from that, build off of that. Mm -hmm. And oil and canvas, I don't know. It just never it was so stiff to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yes, really. Smart. You felt like you probably had to have more of a plan or something with yeah. oil. Yeah, right. And I'm not a planner, so. <laughs> um, so if you were one of the only people sort of focusing on watercolor, did because um, you know how oils is like super legit? Yes. Um, did, did, uh, was there any, like, I don't know, did you feel any, like, watercolor wasn't good enough vibes yeah. or no? I kind of got that from certain people that were there, but then I think when they saw what I could do, because I was always doing abstraction, yeah, and I think they thought of watercolor as so traditional, um, you know, landscapes and just basic flowers or uh, right, trees right. and stuff, and so when they saw the the layers and the depth that I was making with the forms. And um, I think it, they, they did give me respect. I mean, Oh, I, that's good. Yeah, that's I good. Because it. it's so funny, even now, like, um, I mean, acrylics are, are kind of starting to be accepted as legit art. But even, yeah. it's just so funny that it's like, it, you know, people find out you, you use acrylic and they're like, oh. I know, right? It's not oil. Oh, I know. Okay. It's like, oh, come on, pour acrylic and gouache and watercolor. They're they're good too. Yeah. I love gouache. Do you use gouache? I do. So I will use anything that is water based, really. Ink, yeah. gouache, and occasional acrylics when I want to get a certain color that I just can't quite get. Yeah. Um. Yeah, gouache definitely for white because when I want to do that as a last layer, um, it's just like the perfect. Because you can make it so opaque. Yeah, it's so chalky and yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I love it too. Um, okay, so wait a second here. Okay, so watercolors. You graduate. What is your plan? Are you going to be an art, a full time artist, or did you get a day job, or what? What happened? So I was convinced that I was going to get my MFA, and my some of my professors 
were like, you, I think you should take a break. You know, you should just take a break. And I, I was very insistent on, no, if I don't go, I, I'll never go. So I need to go now. <laughs> and so I ended up going to um, University of Miami down in uh, Coral Gables, Florida. Yeah. And um, I went and studied with Darby Bannard. He was, um, he actually passed away also like a couple of years ago. But he was a really prominent 50s, 60s uh, color field painter. Oh. And he was best friends with like Frank Stella. They would what? be on the yeah, he would be like in his office on the phone with him, and I'd be like, "Kidding? Can yeah, I? Can I? Can I talk to him for a second? <laughs> no, I, I would be like, uh, hi. I wouldn't even. <laughs> um, so yeah, he was really pretty famous, and he did later in life these looser acrylics, and he was doing polymers and squeegees on the floor. You know, where they put the canvas on the floor and just move it all around with brushes, yeah. not brushes, but even brooms and stuff. Wow really a large painting so um yeah I, I did loved you choose it. that school because you wanted to work with him or how did that come about well I applied to a few different places and got into a few different places but um they gave me a full scholarship wow that's kind of why yeah I yeah I would take that too it yeah. <laughs> yeah. so it narrowed it down pretty easily yeah um, but then to find out that he was my professor I was like whoa I mean, it was kind of a big deal and that he's worked abstractly and I thought it was going to be a good fit. Um, but yeah, it ended up not being such a great fit, actually, because he, I was the only girl, there were other, you know, all the other boys and they just, they basically painted the way he painted. Mm-hmm. It was like a cat kind of thing going on Aww. and he loved it. He do to paint that way, but I just. I was like, I can't. I in acrylic. Yeah, nor should you. That's yeah. No, it was strange. So, um, he wanted us to just crank out paintings. Kind of your grade was based on quantity, and that I was just it drove me a little crazy because I I'm like the person that wants to make the next painting that I'm working on the best painting, you know, kind of thing. I, I like to put all my energy into that piece, and so that just didn't work for me and I couldn't find my own individuality and my own style. And, and so I, he wanted us to work fast. So the only thing I knew to do fast was encaustic because we took, I took a whole course on encaustic, um, at Ball State. We had actually full encaustic courses. So. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ball State. Like, I know. Underrated. Yeah. <laughs> they, I was just like, geez, these are amazing classes. I was wondering where the encaustic's popped in so you learned them in your undergrad and so then yeah employed them here because they were I didn't know they were fast yeah there's no drying time I mean you once you put down the wax onto the board I mean it's basically dry it's practically dry or taking the brush off of the the palette where you're heating your wax up yeah I mean yeah you can go super fast you get a painting done in a few hours if you really wanted to oh I have never done it before so I have all sorts of process questions for you because I have no idea really what goes into it but um and so did you once you started doing that did you feel better there or were you yeah so I I just did encaustic and Darby was like you know I don't understand why you can't do this with acrylic or what you're doing and I'm like well I just 
I can't. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I like to carve into the board, and I was drawing back into the wax, and I just, I could, I felt like I couldn't, you know, once acrylic is set, it's, it's kind of set. And yeah. It, it does move easily than if you carve back into it or draw back into it. So, um, yeah, I ended up actually leaving after three three semesters. So I didn't, it, I was just getting anxiety and yeah sounds like it it wasn't working for me it wasn't the right time and so then I was like oh great my professors were all right they told me to take a break (laughs) and I should have listened but (laughs) and so what did you did you leave there feeling defeated or did you leave there feeling like oh forget this I'm gonna go do my own thing yeah no I defeated majorly I mean, because those boys were like, oh, she, the girl's leaving. Like, you know, uh, she can't cut kind of thing. I, it was just a weird vibe there. So, um, yeah, I left and I uh, was dating my now husband and moved back up home to Indiana and um, did a lot of commissions and got and a so real So did job. you stay with Encaustic at that point or did you go back yeah, to Watercolor? I did. I did staying? Encaustic and then... Um, for a long time, it it didn't occur to me that why I wasn't using watercolor and encaustic together. So I eventually then uh, started cutting up my watercolor papers and a lot of old paintings that I had that were just sitting around. And then I started embedding them into the wax. Oh. Pieces of the watercolor was, because I couldn't not do both. I still had such a passion for both mediums. And so, yeah, I eventually combined the two. When? How long ago was that? That was just 2015. Wow. And so the first one that you did, were you sort of like, was it a bit of a eureka moment? Well, I thought I was like, I don't know if this is going to work, but I'm just going to do it. And then, yeah, it really sparked something. And I was like, this is what I need to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so are you, are you a full-time artist now? I am, yes. But I also... Stay home with my the three and a half year old. Right. So he's. I'm working on. You know, all my stuff's on paper now. So I work while we hang out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> does he make art with you or no? Loves it. He oh, does. He, I have a whole box of scraps of my watercolor papers cut up. So he. They love digging through them. And when I ask him to get me a certain color or a pen or marker. Oh, look at that. You've got your, um, you've, what do they, what do they call them back in the day when they would have like, like when the great masters would have the, the oh, under- like a little understudy. Yeah. <laughs> under is for sure. He's very yeah. little. <laughs> three, three years old. Fetch yeah. me the blues boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, okay. So what I, what you submitted to create and what I found was your, the most recent work, right. which are not encaustics. No. They are, well, what are they? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, those just happened uh, not even a year ago. Yeah, those are really new, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and this is where I feel like I'm where I need to be, like where I, this is like my style, my thing, and I've, I'm so happy I've just stumbled upon it. But, um, yeah, so those are encaustic monotypes. And so that's basically just taking the uh, your piece of paper, and I have a heated plate, which is flat, and then I'm taking my hot wax, and I'm painting right onto the heated plate. Okay. So you basically make a painting onto the plate, 
and then you're gonna and then you take your paper and lay it down like you like a printmaker would lay it down. Yeah. And you can use a brayer or sometimes I just use my hands um, to press it down really well. And it just takes a few seconds, and then you lift up your paper, and it makes an an impression. So it's very organic, and um, it creates like a nice background kind mm -hmm. of image for me. Um, and so but is the wax a color? Oh, okay. Say that again. Like it, the when it's imprinted, then it's practically flat on the paper. Oh, it's okay. not raised up like traditional encaustic is so textury and heavy. Right, so because you're doing it as a mono print, so it's right. right. It. Oh my word! How do you stumble onto this? <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> you I just tripped onto it. a hot plate one day, and you're like, right. "Got it." In paper landed, yeah. <laughs> um, so I had it. Kind of came to me that we had done monotypes back in school. We had some guy come and give us a workshop. I can't. Even, I wish I could remember his name, but he did full time. A full time artist of encaustic monotypes and um I took that one summer and I I thought it was interesting but then I never went back to it um and my husband built all my encaustic panels my boards mm -hmm. um they're actually they were pegboard and then he would cradle the sides for me so I kind of was like always asking him hey are you gonna you know, I need another board made kind of thing. And I kept asking him. And I always felt bad because I was like, ah, you know, I need another board. And um, <laughs> and then uh, I had actually posted something on Instagram of my sketchbook uh, drawing, which I rarely did. And people were like, wow, you, why don't you have more drawing? I'd love to see more of your drawing. I'm like, yeah, why, why am I not doing more drawing? So I had no boards. I had an itch to draw, and people were, like, kind of giving me encouragement. And, yeah, and I was like, I have all this paper. I'm just going to tear some. And I just did it on watercolor paper at the time. So I just did a monotype, and, yeah, I actually did one piece in one day. And it got such a good response on Instagram, and I was really happy with it. And then I got to also combine my watercolor pieces, you know, back in there. And yeah draw oh. on top of it and it was just mixing of all these materials and I was like wow I thought it was going to be terrible to be honest but well I mean it could have been and it you know it could have been a hot mess literally um but I think that's what's so exciting right when you just try these things and it's so cool because well I'd like to point out that at the very beginning of this you said that you became a, a painting major that you wished you were a printmaker I know isn't and that here like, you are like I feel like the monotypes are like yeah. my little yeah yeah, and it's sort of in there. And then what's so cool is that basically these mixed media pieces are a mix of you. It's like all of your experiences are now, you've taken the best things from all of those experiences and put them in the pot. Yeah, it's all come together. I it's mean, so I know. exciting. It's really, yeah. It, I think it's super exciting. And I, so I, are you doing the encaustic paintings anymore or have you just completely like urged, like moved over to doing this, these things? Yeah, I haven't done one since last, like, October on the panel. And do you so, miss it or no? No, I don't miss it right now. I think it will come to a point where I'll want to get back to it, but I don't know. I'm, like, full focus on the paperwork, yeah. Yeah. And then what about people buying it? Like, the people that, that 
you know, loved your encaustics, are they, did they come along with you for this ride or are you finding new buyers or how's that going? Yeah, I think it's opened up much more. Newer people, more people are interested in it. Um, I still think some people prefer the panels, but I've also started mounting my papers onto panel. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, so it looks like it has the presentation of a painting, basically. Right. And then do you you have to seal it all then? So I haven't sealed, but I probably, you you should. That's where I am right now, just trying to figure out what, like, because I'm moving from paper to panel, like, yesterday. Are you mounting it, too? Well, no, I just, when you said that, I was like. Right on the panel. Hello. No, yes, I've been working right on the panel, and um, which is fun because up until now I've just been doing paper and then framing is such a pain in the butt. And I hate that's another thing. You find every little speck of dust and then you have to start over. Yeah. It's just like, oh. So then I thought, well, maybe I. And I'm starting to use more paint and more layers, and so the all of my paper was buckling. Oh, I, yeah. I talk about that on the podcast all the time. I'm sure people think I'm crazy, mm-hmm. but I can't stand it. <laughs> no, I, I've heard you. Yes, I've noticed when I, I'll do the monotype, and it doesn't buckle, and it's fine. And then once I glue down yeah. a piece of watercolor paper is when it goes whoop. Yeah. yeah, and then if you try and frame that, then the glass is trying to push it down, and that's weird. I know. So I thought, well, I'm going to, I wanted to add way more thick, crazy paint. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to panel. And then I was just talking to my gallery yesterday and they're like, that's cool, but are you sealing it? And so I'm doing experiments today with some gel mediums to seal it in. And actually I just talked to Jana Watson last week who does acrylic paintings on panel, but she, um, I was in her studio in Toronto and she's got this (laughs) makeshift like tarp tent with oh, a to window spray. to spray it. And she's been spray varnishing them yeah, to seal it all in. And before that, she would pour resin on them. Oh, I love the look of resin. but Me too, I but it's so expensive. And it's very expensive. Yeah. So anyway, it's all very interesting, like how, how different people handle this. So um, part of me thinks like I, I see so many uh, paper kind of sculptures you know, yeah. at, online and stuff. And I'm like, well, they're, they can't be sealing that. So oh, I le- excellent point. Right. So I'm like, it's just natural. I'm not gonna. <laughs> and here's the thing. By the time it peels off, we'll be dead. Right. And if it does peel, <laughs> parts peel off, then that's how it was supposed to be. Exactly. <laughs> it's just the evolution of art yes, and nature right. becoming one. There we go. We can wrap yeah. something around it. Yeah. Because I don't, I know, I'm, I'm going to do it today. I'm going to try sealing one today, and I'm scared. And I'm, I'm going to wreck the whole they thing. they are having you seal the, the acrylic. Well, because I do, um, there's collage on there, too. Oh, right, So right. there's little found images, and so uh-huh. that's what they were worried about. I, so I was like, yeah, I got to paint over Queen Elizabeth and make sure, like, yeah. gel over her and make sure she stays where she's supposed to be. Yeah, but then don't you get brush strokes? That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Anyway, well, wish me luck. Yeah. I've done so much work, right? Like, normally my pieces are, they take me an hour, you know? Yeah, it's just the brush strokes and and I'm done. And then now this piece, these ones I just finished, both took eight days each. Oh, yeah. And then if you mess it up. Yeah. Yeah, trying to seal it. I know. 
so now I'm like, oh, Danielle, what have you done? I, I, yeah. I purposely was doing that kind of work so that I wouldn't be precious. And then like, here I am again. So, yeah, yeah I know. Um, okay, so now I want to know about, see, the reason I was asking you about where you grew up, I was picturing you like growing up in like a field running around because, or a jungle maybe, because your work is so, they look like, jungles like beautiful colorful pattern jungles and so where does all like do you have a million plants in your house like where does this I do nature have a lot of plants oh, do you? yes <laughs> some have not survived but we have a lot of plants inside and outside I mean as much as we can do within our house but um yeah I wish I could say I grew up in some fascinating area but I think because I grew up in such a flat army area that I have such a longing for all that overgrown natural like almost lush. tropical yeah. yeah lush plant life um that I become obsessed with it because I don't really see it that much and I think that that makes it better for me because I can make my work as a imaginative abstraction yeah because it's so unknown kind of I mean I visited like Mexico a few times but yeah, never actually lived and been surrounded. Yeah, so it's imaginary. It's an imaginary yeah, really jungle, is. abstracted. I think that helps me. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of nice too. Um, with like with ripping up your old work, cutting up your old work, like those organic shapes. Yeah, are so nice to come by when you do that. You know. Oh yeah. And so, do yeah. you just have like a box of like leaves and stuff? <laughs> yes, I have a big box. I have a few boxes of old watercolor pieces ripped torn um some are so tiny but I save them I mean they're like millimeter but um and then I have huge papers that I haven't cut up yet that um so I'm constantly making uh the pores is what I call them where I put my watercolor paper down and um then I basically lay down tissue paper you know that yeah. you and then I'm much how like people mix up uh, acrylic with water in a can and then pour it on their canvas. Mm -hmm. um, so I am putting a layer of paper towel or tissue paper down first and then pouring the water down uh, acrylic and sometimes acrylic, but watercolor, gouache, ink, and then it kind of makes a filter through it. Oh. So that's giving the paper a very textured look and so then you just repeat I repeat that repeat that with different colors wow and so then you and then you rip that up and cut that up yes so it's like textured like a plant kind of a yeah. leaf would be kind of and um, so do you just have a zillion of those going at a time I do yes have you taken over your whole house whole... or do you have an outside <laughs> studio <laughs> I wish I had an outside <laughs> studio no my basement is down where we have I have my ventilation system with the encaustic because right. there's a lot of fumes so we have um a ventilation hood down there and then that's where I do all my monotypes and then on the floor I have <laughs> watercolors luckily it's unfinished because I just have watercolor paper going everywhere and <laughs> paint all over the floor so yeah that I'm constantly sounds fantastic. trying to do new pieces because I feel like I need more different colors or different ideas for new collage work. Yeah. Well, and you've got fabric in there too, don't you? I do. Where's so that I, coming from? I know. I Just, felt like I needed some sort of linear geometric piece, but I didn't want it to be overly um, geometric, which I would love 
to do some sort of structured um, in future pieces, you know, structured versus organic um, mm. in the paper. But so the fabric is just the um, black and white stripe. I have that most in all of them, I think, just a little piece of the black and white striped. And yeah. that's uh, that's just fabric. And how did you pick it? Just because you wanted some structure? Yeah, just structure. And I wanted to keep it very non-colored because right. I want everything else to be colored. But I would love to go back and maybe get some fun prints, more <laughs> more floral or something like that. I don't know. I don't know how well that would work, but I and, do love it. And so, work. again, like when you put that black and white stripe in there the first time, were you, were you like, oh, yeah, I'm a genius? Actually, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know if this is right. Because, oh, really? Because it was such a, such a difference. It looks so different compared to the paper, uh, the, the collage watercolor pieces that I'm putting in. Yeah. It just looked too bold at first. But then once I started drawing in with them, it made more sense. Yeah, yeah, it kind of connects. It. Yeah, I love all yeah. your drawing over the top because it sort of almost yeah. holds it all down and connects all the bits and pieces. And It needed that to come together for yeah. sure. Well, there's just so much movement in there. Like, oh, seriously, love them so much. I, I just <laughs> think it's so great. And I like your encaustics too, but there's – there's yeah, so much more thinking. life or movement or something in, in these new pieces. Right, yeah. The encaustics were getting a little lost, I guess, because um, I was collaging the watercolor pieces in, but you couldn't really see them. And then it, the text, there was so much texture, and photographing them was weird. So, mm. yeah, it, these are much cleaner and more negative space. I was filling up. The encaustic panels too much I think with just too much going on yeah you know no. what maybe I think that is maybe it because that was one of the things I noticed right away was the negative space yeah. and I'm a sucker for negative space but yeah it's just it's like you know people there's all the conversation when when it's like how do you know when to stop <laughs> yeah and in all your new pieces you know when to stop oh thanks like it's just and okay, and so then that, I had another question. Speaking of negative space, so some of your pieces have white background, some are black, and some are mm -hmm. craft paper, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I just started the. Yeah, those yeah. are great. Do Do oh, you thanks. have a favorite, like with the with ba which background you like? Okay, I don't have a favorite, but some of them are harder to work on for me. Like the craft paper, I love the color, but the monotype. It, when I pulled it or did it, it's so dull. And oh, yeah. Because it, it basically absorbs into that paper, really, and it gets lost. So I didn't love that part, and so I felt like I was doing much more watercolor collage on it, which is fine. Um, but I do love that color, that, like, brown yeah. coffee ice cream, I call it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but well, I love it's, it's so earthy, too. Yes, I know. I was kind of going for like a deserty, because again, I've never been to the desert. I'm so, uh, yeah. When your kids get older and they don't care where oh, you I are, trips. Yeah. yeah, you need to do like residencies in all these crazy places. That would be a dream. Yeah, you will. My son's almost twelve. He doesn't care where I am anymore. Oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he might, but you know, not as much. Yeah. Like when right. he was four. Until he was four and a half, I couldn't even, well, I did go, but I couldn't even go for runs. Eve, yes, that's how my youngest is. Yeah, he, I could hear him. I would be walking down the driveway, and I could hear him throwing his little body against the door, just <laughs> screaming, Mommy! 
And I was going for like a half hour run. And I would go just because I didn't want to be a prisoner in my own home. Yeah, right. Um, but, and then at four and a half, I actually went away. I went on a conference. It was the first time I'd been away from him overnight. And I called him um, from, like, I had a layover in an airport, and I, I was a mess, and I assumed he was a mess, and I phoned him, uh-huh. and I said, I said, buddy, I miss you so much. And he goes, I don't really miss you, mommy. Oh, <laughs> And I, like, yeah, 50% so of me good, was so relieved, that, and the other 50% yeah. was like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. I, I gave birth to you. I, I did everything. I did, and you don't even miss oh, me. Yeah, I know. Last year I went to Venice for two weeks, which was the longest I've ever been away from him, and he was not a fan. He, oh, he... He didn't like that. Oh. And he oh, was 10. Right. He had just turned 11, and he said, when I got home, he just said, I think that was too long. Oh. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, me too. So this year I'm going to go for a week. This time, this until he's in his, full on in his teens, I don't think I'll go away for longer than a week, because... I miss yeah. you much, you know, and I don't think I could do, yeah, a week. No, but in a couple more years, like then he really won't care where I am, and my dream is like residencies, as far as the eye can see. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome! I when, know. When people talk about doing like one or two month residencies, just like really wow. tell me, oh, tell me. Well, what they're usually like. like younger people too that don't have kids. No, they're not married yet. They don't have kids. I'm like, yeah. oh, why didn't they do that? Or they're older and their kids yeah, are, are yeah. you know, moved out and, and living their own lives. So that's my plan. Oh, and I'll you can do you. that plan too. Yeah. yeah. We have to get you to a jungle, to a desert, all the stuff. Um, okay, so the black ones. Basically, I'm bringing up these colored papers so I have an excuse to put them all in the post. Um, <laughs> yeah. The black ones. When I wrote cover for the Create magazine, I couldn't decide. I couldn't decide on a piece because I loved the white ones and I loved the black ones. So I just told Create to pick because I was like, I, oh, I don't yeah. care which one. Just, but I can't decide because I couldn't. I didn't know which one I loved more. Oh, that's nice. The mood changes so much. <laughs> Pardon? I have favorites big time. Oh, do you? Some of them, I'm like, I don't even care about this one at all. <laughs> I have, like, ones that are really, like, I do not want to give them away. Yeah. But most of them, I'm like, get, no, don't even like that one anymore. <laughs> um, how <laughs> big are the they, back. actually? So most of them are, like, 11 by 14 or 16 by 20. Yeah. But I have done a few that are 22 by 22, like yeah. a square. Um, eventually, I'm going to do a full sheet, just like a 22 by 30. Yeah. Because I've kind of worked myself up, you know, I started out very tiny, 10 by 10. Yeah. And now I'm just getting bigger and bigger. And because I used to work big on the panels, I was doing four feet by four feet in caustic panels. Well, that's so, what I wondered, because I, I like, thought those were big. And then I had a sense that these were a bit smaller. So is it just building up the confidence to go yeah, bigger? Yeah, exactly. And Figuring harnessing out, all those skills and everything, right, I guess, too. Figuring out what works and what, yeah. It's yeah, so because it's, cool. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Are you repped by a gallery? Or are you just selling on your own? or? I am not, unfortunately, repped by a gallery. Do you want to be? I've ne- Oh, I would love to. I've never been approached or anything. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we got to fix that. <laughs> I've been asked that before, and I'm like, no, do you have any have any ideas? or? But, <laughs> yeah, so I just sell direct to consumer. <laughs> yeah, well, and that is nice, too. And because, then I enter a competition, like, yeah. you know, regional 
national exhibit. Yeah, that's that's good. And you know what is interesting, I think, is when you hit that creative jackpot where you like where you are right now, where you've been for the last year, where it's like, okay, this is you know you're sort of you figuring out this stuff, and you've really it's you know you square peg square hole like you've kind of figured out who you are and what you're doing and what you're making and now it's just like the runway is open because um you have that visual vocabulary you've got something that looks very you know like very recognizable as you and then you can move forward and like yeah do the gallery thing and and all that stuff and I think you're right at that point now where it's like here we go thanks I sure hope so I, I totally think that that is what's happening. Yeah. And who knows I, who's listening to this? I never know who I, listens. I always just forget that I, that there's actually people listening, and I just feel like yeah. I'm on a phone call with somebody. Um, <laughs> right. But you never know who's listening. And so if there's galleries, yeah, people, make a move. I will because, take it. Yeah, yeah. This, this you need to be selling all over the place. Oh, thanks. Um, so, Okay. Oh man. Now this is my, okay. I did my fabric thing. I was, I had a great segue and then I got distracted by all the <laughs> other things, but have you ever designed fabric? No. How but amazing I would, would that to. be? I know my, when I was younger, we, I didn't know how to sew. I always wish I knew how to sew, but so we would, I would rip up paint, like, uh, parts of clothing and glue stuff on clothing. So I've like always had an obsession with fabric, but I've never designed fabric, and I think that would Seriously, be Seriously, awesome. the pieces that you're doing now could just be fabric. Yeah. <laughs> I would totally rock some, like, shorts, printed shorts, right? pattern shorts with, like, a tucked-in shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. And uh, well, I um, a few years ago now, um, there's an artist in Toronto named Chris Knight, who uh-huh. I love. <laughs> He will not come on the podcast. I have tried so many times, and he very is. Why? I don't know. He's probably nervous like me. Maybe. I don't know. He's super busy. I don't know. But he's very, very politely and sweetly has said no. Um, Chris. Yeah. (laughs) Come on the podcast. (laughs) Anyway, he did. um, He does portraits, but he does really cool, um, like, floral patterns, either on the shirts or in the backgrounds or whatever. And so he was approached by Gucci. Whoa. Yeah, to do a pattern for them. And so he did. I think he did a couple. And, um, yeah, for sure. Are you Googling it right now? I should. (laughs) And um, people at home, Google. Chris Chris is spelled K-R-I-S. Okay. Chris Knight. And then Knight, like, Knights of the Round Table. Um, yeah. And so he did these fabrics, and um, there's a photo of Anna Wintour wearing the dress yeah. in his oh fabric. Wow. How cool is that? And yeah. so I, I had written about him before, and then um, when I was in Toronto a few years ago, I invited myself to his studio <laughs> and went in and hung out with him. And this was just happening. So he hadn't even announced the Gucci thing, but he was like, Hey, look at this, you know, and showed me all the stuff. And he's like, Oh, it's about to be announced. So I said, well, when it's announced, like, I think it was like six weeks away or something. I said, let me know and I'll do a post. And so I did. And then Gucci emailed me and said, thank you so much for doing the post. Can we send you a scarf with, Chris, <gasps> with Chris's design on it? Oh my. So I said, no, I don't want a Gucci scarf. Yeah, get that away. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, yes, please. So I have this amazing scarf with his p- 
pattern on it. Oh. And I'm just saying, Gucci, if you're listening, if Chris <laughs> and Gucci are listening, like seriously, I think your pieces right now, you could just take it, move it over onto fabric, make some shorts, make a dress for Anna Wintour, call it a day. Okay, well, sign me up. Okay, I'm great. <laughs> okay, well, Gucci, you know, just call us. We're here. <laughs> Yeah. In in Indiana and in small town Canada. Indiana. Call oh, us. Small town Indiana. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so okay, so that is all out there in the universe now. Yes. And we will just wait for it to come back to us because I think that it should. So, um, are you what's going on? Like do you show your work or is that like are you just doing online stuff or what's going on? So I I am waiting to hear back from some regional um competitions that I haven't heard back yet from. So I enter a lot of those, like Chicago, Indianapolis, mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. And then, um, yeah, I I don't really have any. And then I do all my own work, and I, I have a little online shop. But mm -hmm. um, that's about it. Well, yeah. Good for you. You know, like, that, the hustle is real. And I love that you're doing it, and you're submitting to these things. Because that's how it happens, right? Yeah, I, I sure hope so. Yeah, it is, because otherwise, I mean, it's wonderful to be making work that you love, but then if it's just collecting dust on your shelf. Right. Which is fine, yeah, too, I, if that's what I you want to do, but if you want to be out in the big, wide world, like, you're doing all the right things, and, I mean, I really do feel like, like, I don't know, just something in my gut when I saw those pieces went for the Crate magazine, I was just like, oh, my God. So I just, I don't know, I'm so excited for you, because I, I oh, feel thanks. like you're right at the beginning of something crazy happening. Oh, good. Well, that makes me feel really good. I mean, I, I feel like I've gotten to a good spot, a good point. I have my own direction, um, and I'm just wanting to do more and more every day. Yeah. So, Isn't that yeah. so exciting? Like, yes. I love, I've finally gotten to a place now, too, where um, I wake up and wonder if I can fit in an hour before I have to take Charlie to school. Yeah, something that you need to work on or want yeah. to work on. I know. Because I, I didn't really feel like that with the panels, and it was kind of more like a chore, but I needed to do something. Yeah. But, yeah, the excitement is real right yeah. now. I love yeah. that, and it's you can Thanks. see it in the work. You can see oh, it in good. the work. Thank you. <sighs> okay. That's a gushing complete. Now it is time. <laughs> My cheeks are <laughs> Oh, the, It is time for the not-so-speedy speed round. Okay. <laughs> this might be a very hard one for you to answer. Okay. Do you prefer indoor plants or outdoor plants? Oh, gosh. Probably outdoor, just because I love spring, and I love watching them come back. Mm -hmm. Is that happening there now? I love to draw indoor plants, though. But, um, <laughs> yes, it's finally happening. Thank God. <laughs> That's the same with us. In the last week, it's just like all of a sudden an explosion of... Yes, just this week. Yes, yeah. same here. Thank so goodness. I'm constantly going outside and peeking and looking and getting obsessed. That's do the you, only do reason. Do you draw? Like, your, your drawings that are on your pieces, are you just responding to the pieces? Or are you actually, like, do you actually, like, look at your plants and do studies from that? Or? I know. I look at my indoor plants. Yeah. yeah. So I draw on the paper and then I'll cut it out. Oh, okay, okay. I always draw first and then cut it out. And then nice. glue it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, are, so, and, but then you garden outside too? Yes. We have a, ve we do a vegetable garden every year and we plant way too many flowers. 
We're oh. constantly going to the plant store. I know. We're obsessed. My husband is too. He will say he's not, but he is. He, he, he loves plants. <laughs> That's so nice. Well, my birthday falls usually right on Mother's Day. Um, this year it's the day after Mother's Day, but it's always around that weekend. And um, so I already said to my son this morning as we were walking out to go to school, I said, for Mother's Day slash birthday weekend, plant store. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Because it's perfect time for planting too, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. You just load up. Yeah, yeah. So that's always my birthday gift. I'm like, everybody in the car, time for me to go and buy tomatoes. Oh, and that's a great gift. Yeah. yeah. So I'm very excited about that because it was a long, cold winter well, oh, I everywhere, know. I think. So I'm pretty pumped to be planting stuff again. I know. Okay. I have another hard question. Okay. Or maybe I don't actually. If you were not an artist, what would you be? Eye doctor. A, I know. I was going to say, oh, I should say eye doctor. But honestly, it's probably a baker. I am I bake a lot, and I'm kind of obsessed. Oh. I don't know. I love, like, using the recipe. And it's so funny because my artwork is not like that. Like, it's very uncontrolled variables going on. But the controlling aspect of the recipe and making sure it's perfectly measured. Yeah really love that baking yeah, is science bake like baking's not like cooking no it's not it's and science I love to cook too but baking is like when you get it just right and you're like oh my god see I followed everything <laughs> and it worked out yeah so probably a baker like a bread shop I do a lot of bread oh that love sounds it. good I can smell that in my nose right now <laughs> um and you know there's a new show god I'm blanking on the name but I will put it in the in the links at the bottom of the post. There's a new show, I want to say on Netflix, something about the chef's table or chef's... Oh, yes, and it's all pastries. I've watched them already, yes. Yeah, and the, the woman Season that four. has milk in um, New York? Oh, yeah, I made I I made cereal milk ice cream. Did you? Because of that, yes. And it what really kind did you make? It tastes good. I did the cornflakes. Oh. Because in the, video, in the video, she's toasting cornflakes, and she's making... And she steeps it in the milk and the cream. And so I, I have a little ice cream maker. And I, like two days later, it was just last week or something. Wow. I'm going to do that. And so I want to do like cinnamon toast crunch cereal milk ice cream. Yes, that's oh, the one my husband mentioned. And I was like, ooh, let's do yes. that. I was like, that'd be awesome. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Well, my son is kind of obsessed with, um, he's always, he had a little kitchen, you know, a little play kitchen when he was little. And even now, like. Uh, he he'll be on the iPad, you know, and you assume that he's like on YouTube or whatever. He's yeah. scrolling menus of restaurants. Stop! Oh well, that's a that's a good right. Right? It's so yeah. funny. He's like, listen, listen to all the sauces you can get with this, and it's like, are you on a menu site again? Yeah, yeah. Listen uh -huh. to this, and he loves Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> oh, I did. Too. I worked. Speaking of Gordon Ramsay, when I lived in Miami for school, or when I was in Miami for school. Yeah. I worked on Kitchen Nightmares. No. You know that show? Yeah. Charlie, I'm just getting, that's his favorite show. <laughs> oh, yeah. I worked on like three restaurants down there. Yeah. And he shook my hand and was like, hi. hi. And I was like, uh, hi. I oh. didn't, yeah. It was Did he crazy. swear at you? No. He's oh, good. so nice. I think it's all like a little bit of a show. Yeah, I'm sure. You know. So what did you do? Like, nice. what did you do on it? So I was a production assistant and I would go in at midnight and I would get off at noon. It was so tiring, but I also helped with like the artwork that they would do in the yeah. restaurants when they would revamp it. Oh my! It was like painting little birds and oh. yeah. 
Oh, I cannot wait till he gets home from school. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to lose his mind. I know. I watch all his shows, too, though. Oh, that's I'm so little... funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, so is Charlie. And then, so, yeah, so Greg said, oh, you know, Charlie, there's this new show. And um, uh, so he threw on the first episode that we had, which was this woman from Milk. Mm-hmm. And all of us were just, like, drooling. And she has – talk about passion for baking. Yeah. Like, just loves it, loves it, loves it. And so, yeah. oh, great. Now I'm going to have to go and eat, like, pie for breakfast or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, that totally leads into my next question. Um, wow, I didn't, like, this, I could not have planned this better. Um, cheesecake or chocolate cake? Oh, chocolate. Yeah, me too. Yeah, hands down. But see, I mean, like, that's a funny thing. Cake. Like, my husband would, would vote cheesecake right away. Really, it's a very polarizing thing—the cheesecake or the chocolate cake. Yeah, I—I I mean, anything chocolate. I'm such a sucker for it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, chocolate cake. Nutella. Do you ever put Nutella on cake? Oh yeah, Nutella is like my guilty pleasure. Oh my god, me too. That's... One little like teaspoon has like so much sugar, but I always <laughs> eat like a heaping tablespoon. I mean, I can't. I'll just eat it plain, too. Me, but. too. For my birthday last year. See, I'm not supposed to eat sugar or gluten. Oh. Because I have arthritis in my hands, and, and sugar and gluten really, really hurt me. Uh, oh. Which is why when you were talking about bread, I was, like, salivating because oh, yeah. I can't have it anymore. But for the birthdays, you know, it all goes out the window. So last year for my yeah. birthday, I got three donuts, three honey crullers. Is that a thing in the States? I've Cruller? never heard of it. I think you guys call them something else. They're, like... They're almost like puff pastry inside, and then they're, like, glazed with honey. Like, they're really, like, inside when you open them up. It's all really, like, bubbly and light. Oh. I don't know what I they're don't called. Know. They're so good. Anyway, I got Sounds three of like... those, and I put them in a stack. And between each one, I, I put Nutella on it Nutella. as the, as the um, cement, and then attached them all, stacked like that. And then I got a can of whipped cream and <gasps> filled up the hole. And that was my That's cake. Awesome. That was, and so we cut it into three, and that was our. That was the cake. See, no one else would think to make that for you. you no. Have to just sometimes take control of your own birthdays and <laughs> your own right. desserts. You know. It's like, look, I'm over forty people. I know what I want. Yeah. Right. That's and this awesome. is it. <laughs> yeah. So that might have to be a, a reoccurring theme this year because I'm That's telling you, I couldn't use my hands for like two days, but totally <laughs> oh, worth it. That? Oh man, yeah. I know, but it was worth it. Um, okay, and the final question. Have you ever, and if you did, when was the first time you tried a cigarette? Mm, unfortunately, I have tried a cigarette. It was in college. I had one of my best friends smoked all the time, and she was always like, here, do you just just try it. Just try it. I'm like, ah. So I did a few times, yeah. Never go? liked it, though. No. Well, you were an art student. You kind of had to, didn't you? I know, but all the other kids, yeah, they yeah. Smoking other stuff too, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I um, I had never smoked ever. I had pneumonia and stuff when I was a teenager, and so I was just like my lungs were my weakest point. So I thought, ah, and I was yeah. the same as you. I was super into sports and stuff in high school, so I never did. And then my parents were living in Europe in Brussels uh, when I was in grade twelve and then through university, and so I'd go there every Christmas and summer. So I was there one Christmas. It was New Year's Eve. I think I was. 19 maybe and we're at this pub and seriously I was literally the only one not smoking if you looked around like, uh, and and so my friend offered me when I said oh no thanks I've never smoked and they were like 
it was like it was like the place went silent. Yeah. And everybody was like, what? And so then a whole bunch of drunk Europeans and probably actually mainly Americans chanting, smoke, smoke, smoke. Oh. So I was like, all right, the peer pressure is real. I, I will do it. And I tried. <laughs> I didn't know how to inhale or anything. So I know. It kind of went into my mouth and down my throat. So I started coughing and then I blew it straight up into my eyes so then my eyes were watering. I'm gagging and coughing. Everyone's laughing at me, and I handed oh, it back. No. And I was like, and that is why I do not smoke. <laughs> you're like, I'm an American. I don't know. It was so or mortifying. American, no, I'm Canadian. Canadian. And, yeah, yeah. And so even worse, like this little Canadian girl. Like, no, thank you. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. You're so innocent. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, no. And so anyway, the reason I did this question is that I was, my son and I were having this smoking conversation where we were talking about this. And he's pretty straight-laced. And he's like, did you ever smoke, Mommy? And I was oh, like, well, yeah, there was one time. And... Nice, I would say. Yes. <laughs> but it was a great teaching moment because it was like, yeah. I coughed and gagged and it was terrible. So I thought, oh, I was writing my questions at the same time. And I'm like, I'm going to ask Kaylee. <laughs> That's hilarious. I know. I have one time. Well, there you go. Then you've got your you've got your teaching moment for your for your boys. Exactly. <laughs> um, that that was the end of the not so speedy speed round. Now right. I want bread and cake, and to yeah. sit in my garden well, you and get to, to not smoke. Breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> I have to think about it for tonight. That's right. Sure. I know you're you're three hours ahead of me. It's your lunchtime. I still haven't had breakfast. Um, that is all the stuff. I loved that so so much. And now so I'm going to do a giant post with all the stuff, and then the oh. galleries and Gucci will call. <laughs> I'll have my phone on. Oh, they probably don't have my phone number, but. <laughs> oh, true. Um, okay. I email. Yeah, there I you go. Her. Gucci, just email her. She'll be waiting. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be checking, refreshing my yeah. email. Refresh, for refresh. Second. Oh, my God. Oh, isn't that the worst? I, when I'm waiting to hear back about a show. Yeah. Constantly do it. It's really it makes me so mad at myself. I know, me like, too. Like Kaylee, for two minutes you just checked it. Now you gotta check it again. I know. Can't help it. Me either. My my shoulders get all tight and so refresh, <gasps> refresh. My shoulders get tight. Yeah. I do that. We need to go outside and smell flowers and not yeah. hit refresh. <laughs> Let's do that it's instead. True. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay, well I'm gonna let you get back to all the amazing things that you're doing right now. Thank you so much for this. I feel like I feel like I got to do this interview at the very beginning of all this stuff, and we're going to have to do a recap in like a year oh and God. see what's going on. Well, I hope so. That would be awesome. Mm -hmm. That's my prediction yeah. for you. Um, well, thank you so much for doing this, and I'm so thrilled you're on the cover of Create, and I'm I'm glad that you submitted. Otherwise, I wouldn't have found I you and met me you. Too. Yeah. And I almost didn't. I waited till the last day, and I was like, I don't know. But Did I went you? for it. I'm so glad. Yeah. Oh my word! See everyone listening. There's the moral of the story. Right. Just, Just apply. Honestly, yeah. Do it. Yeah. Just do it. Oh, all right. Well, you go and have a lovely day. I'm going to go find a baked good for breakfast. Yeah. Um, and uh, I will talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks so much. Okay. Bye. Wow. That was a lot of gushing. But really, there is something so special about her work. And after talking to her, there's obviously something very special about Kaylee, too. Okay. So next step, galleries and Gucci. You can find her at KayleeDalton.com. <laughs> K-A-Y-L-E-E. D-A-L-T-O-N dot com. Kaylee Dalton. 
You're welcome. Okay, thank you so much to Kaylee for taking time away from the studio and her boys to do this with me. Thanks to Sachi Art for supporting the episode, and big thanks to you for listening. There will be more art for your ear next weekend. See you then.